0: Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Spend my dollar. It's not about what you want. It's about what you're willing to do to get it. Run it again. Hello and welcome. I'm not going to, so quit asking. When you give me a hard time, for the listeners that didn't get to go, this is the payback. Alabama wins! What you did last year really doesn't matter. Our goal is to have the kind of team that nobody wants to play. Hi. Right. Hello and welcome to an Against the Wall edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. The Tide's come-from-behind victory over visiting volunteers Saturday in Tuscaloosa was, and still is, like a fine cigar. It gets better the more time you spend with it. While Alabama still has not played a full 60-minute game, the Tide did play a near-flawless second half Saturday, scoring 27 points to flip a 13-point deficit into a 24-point victory thanks to a defense pitching a shutout in the second half a performance that keeps all of the tides goals in play while steadily reminding everyone that alabama is still alabama yes this is the kind of game you can sit with all right offense saturday got out to a horribly Slow start, thirty-six yards, one first down in the first quarter. It had the markings early to be a very long day, but the story that as it played out was was a little bit different and uh, ended up being quite uh, quite an epic uh, epic performance uh, across the board. Milroe was fourteen of twenty-one, two hundred and twenty yards, uh, two touchdowns. He did have an interception that. Uh, if we could really stat assign that to Jermaine Burton, that probably would be a more accurate uh, representation. And uh, I think it's interesting that uh, the stat line that we're getting from Milrow week over week over week is is uh, is pretty similar. He's about two thirds completion percentage in the 200 yards. He's gone up to three, but in the 220 to 260 sort of range, couple of touchdowns, long uh, passes. And uh, he's not averaging an interception a week, and so uh, that's certainly uh, phenomenal. This is something that the offense can build around, and that's indeed what we're seeing. Milrow again is is very equal opportunity in terms of distributing the ball. Uh, only 14 receptions available, uh, but he hit eight different receivers, uh, and um, that was uh, I think he's effective with uh the designed runs it was nice to see uh more of those called this week and he's getting more and more proficient at throwing the ball away uh is milro uh there's increased use of mo just across the board just play calling uh increased use of motion Uh, Was fun to see, and a couple of ender rounds. Again, getting the all, get the defense sort of uh, running sideline to sideline. I'm not mad at the ender rounds. Uh, I've I've been called out. Hey, you get mad at the ender rounds. You don't like that play. I love the play. I just don't like using your franchise uh, wide receiver, uh, using uh, Devonta Smith or Julio Jones back in the day, or Amari Cooper or Calvin Ridley on ender rounds. I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, Other wide receivers, not your. uh, you're sort of your feature wide receivers, your number one wide receivers. I don't like using uh, those guys on in the rounds This Alabama team, I'm not yet sure, has a number one wide receiver, probably Burton. Uh, but uh, I'm less less concerned uh, given the depth and diversity of talent that this wide receiver core has using the end rounds And I'd like to see that uh, become a, a little bit more of a staple of, of the offense, especially early uh, early in games. But uh, certainly prog- uh, progress in the play calling. I meant to call this out last week. Uh, there was less this week than there was last week against Arkansas. Uh, but uh, I like to see the return of the toss sweep. One of my favorite plays. And uh, last week against Arkansas, I think we ran as many uh, toss sweeps as we've probably seen since Stalin was the coach. And so uh, I like these, uh, these concepts or these ideas being introduced into the offense. And so that's certainly something to keep an eye on. Uh, Wide receivers, again, we talked about uh, uh, quite a number of pass uh, catchers. uh, But we do have some emerging stars. I mentioned Jermaine Burton. He had four uh, receptions for 62 yards, a touchdown along a 22. And he had an opportunity for another uh, touchdown uh, about two minutes, three minutes uh, uh, before halftime. And the ball just bounced off his shoulder pads and inexplicably landed in the arms of a Tennessee defender. And so that's credited as an interception. But the ball placement was perfect, and uh, I think Burton was just a little slow uh, getting turned around and getting his, uh, getting, getting his hands up. Uh, so again, I, I would we can't do this. That's not the way stats work. Uh, but if we could attribute that INT to Burton rather than Milrow, I think that would be a more accurate representation. It just doesn't happen that way. Uh, Isaiah Bond had a big day. Isaiah Bond has really emerged. Uh, Isaiah Bond and uh, Prentice, uh, we've got some young cats that are really, really emergent. Uh, Isaiah had three catches. Uh, between uh, Bond and Burton, they had half of the receptions, but uh, uh, Bond had three for 77. He also had uh, a nice long touchdown of uh, 46 yards. Uh, C.J. Dupree only had one catch for 15 yards. Uh, it was a critical uh, chain-moving first-down conversion. And uh, Amari Niblak, uh just is a go-to receiver. Uh, for Milroe, even though his, he doesn't catch a lot of balls, but uh, he always gets uh, one or two and he had one for five and so that's not a big day, uh, but he's a target and he's a weapon and he is some uh, uh, he is a player that Milroe uh, is not afraid to go to even in coverage. And you can't say that about all of the wide receivers that Milroe pitches the ball to. Uh, running backs, I thought had a really nice day. again, Alabama sh- uh, played a short bench. Uh, and, in fact, a, a really short bench. Uh, uh, Jace, uh, Jace McClellan had 27 carries, which is a high for him, 115 yards. That's not a high, but it's up there. Uh, f- uh, 4.3 average. He was certainly a workhorse uh, touchdown, and they had a longer 29. Coming out of half, the first play uh, of the second half was a 29-yard scamper from uh, McClellan. Roydell Williams did play at the running back position. He only had six carries. Uh, compared to the 27 uh, for 20 yards, so he was very workmanlike. Uh, was Roy Dale, uh, but it was an opportunity to spell Chase uh, Jace uh, a little bit. Running backs, uh, including uh, Milrow, on the day rushed for 138 yards, uh, which was impressive. Uh, it was not that uh, many days ago that Alabama barely mustered 38 yards uh, on uh, on the day, so 138. Very nice, very nice. The offensive line, uh, still a work in process, but improving. Uh, Caden Proctor, uh, interesting. I was keen on him a little bit and primarily watching for the rotation. When are we going to bring? Is there a pattern uh, in the stands? You can see the rotations uh, more quickly than you can on TV. And uh, so I was looking for a pattern on the rotations, and, and lo and behold, we, we didn't even rotate. Uh, the the tackles. Pritchard uh, didn't play, Caden uh, played the whole day. And so it was interesting. There was a play last week that I thought, oh, this may be the indication that Elijah Pritchard's going to take over that job. Uh, it was a, a long uh, pass down the field, and Elijah Pritchard blocked down and then was able to uh, step back out and catch the looper. And it's a play that I just don't know that Proctor, uh, if he's quick enough on his feet, that he could have made it. I'm not saying that he couldn't. I just don't know. And the coaches will know that because they they can run those uh, those types of uh, stunts in practice, and so they're going to have a better sense for it than than uh, I do from my living room. But uh, I would, and so my point is, I was expecting that may be a moment uh, that sort of uh, allows Pritchard to take over the job, and then lo and behold, the, uh, almost the exact opposite happens. Saturday, Caden Proctor uh, plays the full uh, plays the full game and plays well, I and mean, he's. He is still improving. He's still a youngster. He's going to be good. Uh, he's just, uh, and in fact, he's, he's probably going to be a star across the offensive line. Uh, he's just not there yet. and uh, But he's getting better. He continues to get better uh, every week, and he's uh, going to be a, a fun one to watch. But the offensive line as a whole is improving, and I think Caden has uh, a little more margin for improvement. And so as he gets better, uh, it, it buoys the entire offensive line. Jaden Roberts continues uh, to play very well. Again, I can't, I cannot overemphasize uh, the fact that he's the third-string guard. And in fact, there was a little bit of a scary moment. He went out uh, just prior to half, and uh, in relief of Jaden Roberts, uh, Darian Dowcourt came back in. And within just a couple of plays, Dowcourt appeared to re-injure his shoulder. Uh, the medical staff, and it, almost as they were walking off uh, for half, the medical staff. I was tending to him, checking him out, and uh, it became an interesting, you know, sort of how is this going to play out coming out of the second half. Terrence Ferguson, we don't think, is fully back from his sprained elbow or uh, ankle. And if, if uh, Jaden can't play, because uh, it looked like he went out and it looked like he was going to be out. Uh, and so if Jaden couldn't play and Ferg's not available and Dowker re-injures his injury uh, coming out of half – uh, with this this offense struggling, what are we going to do at the, at the guard position? And uh, Jaden Roberts came back, started uh, the second half, again, continued to play very well. There was a play where he was uh, blocking, and sort of the, the play went the other way. And so he's more, I, don't, I know he's a guard, not a tackle, but sort of on an island where he was blocking his guy. And he ended up on the ground, and he was slow to get up. He was very slow to get up. Uh, Latham uh, went over to, you know, kind of give him a hand. Are you all right? And, and, uh, and, and Jaden just sort of shook his head, and he said, I'm okay, I'm okay. He got back on his feet uh, on his own, a little slow, and, but he continued to play and played hard and played well. Uh, so for that reason... Uh, Jaden Roberts is going to be a three-time uh, mini-game ball winner uh, for me. I just can't emphasize – and I kind of kidded with some folks after the game. Uh, Jaden Jade Roberts said, damn it, I, I am the 13 guard. Uh, I can't not play. I can't get hurt. We can't bring our fourth-team guard in, in. Like, And so I think uh, – and I sort of projecting that onto him. But what would – now the coaches have a plan. They're gonna, they would have an answer to the question – uh, we potentially would have had to have brought in a true freshman. So, uh, at that, at that guard position, and that's not to say that we, they couldn't have played it, uh, and played it well, but, you know, sometimes it's, uh, you're three deep at a position, right? Uh, so, um, you'd rather not have to go, uh, deeper than that than you have to. So that was an interesting thing to, to see and hats off to number 77. And, uh, uh, and I, I've noticed uh, just uh, Alabama.com that a lot of the articles, they repeat pictures and there's several of the articles that has his face just right up uh, in, in front of the camera. So it's good to see him get uh, a little bit of pub. I don't know that they're writing about it. In fact, I didn't see a single article even uh, reference. Uh, his injury, or why he had to go out, and and you know, I guess all's well that, in, that all's well that ends well. He came back in, so why am I going to ask why he had to leave if he had to come back in? Um, now, I personally would want to know the answer to that question, but uh, I don't think the Alabama beat writers uh, were so interested in uh, in that storyline. So maybe we'll hear a little bit. Uh, Saban will probably talk about it uh, upon reflection, and uh, in the bye week. I think we may, uh, we may get some visibility into that. All right, let's flip the field like we do and talk defense. And a uh, little bit of a mixed bag on defense, and that's partly because of you know the first half. Uh, Alabama allowed 13 quick uh, first quarter points uh, to uh, Tennessee, and uh, it, it felt like uh, you know again it felt like it was going to be. Uh, a long day. Uh, Alabama did allow 404 total yards to Tennessee that's a that is a big number but half of that 202 came in the first quarter. So again Al- uh, Tennessee was out of the gates uh, hot. Uh, Alabama scoring drives in the first uh, well two in the first quarter, uh, but uh, three and three and a half. Uh, one was eight plays for 75 yards, 15 plays for 79 yards and 10 plays for 80 yards one of those was a field goal ironically the uh, the 15 uh play drive was was a field goal uh there was a short after an alabama fumble there was a short five play drive that uh, resulted in a field goal as well so that's how they get to that's how they get to the 20 but uh, that's a lot of long sustained drives uh, very demoralizing uh, for a defense and uh, uh, it, you know the offense feels great putting together a long drive and so uh, it really looked like the Alabama defense uh, maybe run out of the stadium. Uh, certainly uh, in position to get worn out with that much uh, with that much play, that those many play, that many plays. And in fact, uh, in fact late uh, on the interception, Alabama had an opportunity uh, to score to make it a 14-13 uh going into half and the interception uh, again, sort of off Burton's shoulder pads happened with right at I think three o one or three o two left on uh, the clock, and uh, it was a touchback. Uh, Tennessee got the ball on the twenty, and proceeded uh, proceeded to run off ten plays for eighty yards uh, uh, to score a touchdown uh, to put it you know twenty uh, to to make it a, a twenty to thirteen or twenty to seven game a thirteen point margin, and it really felt like that was a jolt for Tennessee, and that was a, quite demoralizing for Alabama and for that to happen just right there going in the half uh, was was really demoralizing. It would have been really nice for ten, uh, for Alabama to get, to get the touchdown there to make it uh, a 14-13 game. That's a lead, you know, it's a one point lead. Alabama got the ball coming out of the second half and so it would be really nice to to have taken the lead before half knowing that you're coming uh, coming out with the ball after half. Uh, you know, to, to potentially even extend that. Uh, for Tennessee to score there and go up by 13, go up by two scores, that was a big deal. Uh, that truly was. Uh, Alabama defense on the whole, uh, again, uh, we say played well. They held Tennessee to 8 of 18 on third downs and 0 of 3 on fourth down conversions. And a couple of those were critical. Uh, two of the three were critical fourth and ones. One was a fourth and eight and fourth and ten. It was the last possession of the game. You can't, you can't hardly count that against. I mean, it's a good defensive play, but you can't count that against the offense in the same way that a fourth and one, uh, certainly uh, in the meat of the game. And one was right at near field. It was at the is the 47. Uh, it was a really a bad call, I think, uh, for Tennessee. Jahai Campbell just stoned the running back. Uh, for a loss on a fourth-and-one play, and Alabama had a short field there and, and scored one of their touchdowns. That was one of the, one of the pivotal, well, there were a couple, but that was certainly one of uh, the pivotal uh, plays in the game. The Alabama defense held Tennessee running game to almost almost exactly 100 yards less than their average. Uh, Tennessee, uh, we'll have to see how the new stats sort of recalibrate. Uh, going into the game, Tennessee was the number one rushing attack in the SEC, one of the stronger Russian attacks nationally, they were averaging 231 Russian yards a game, and uh, Alabama held, held them to 133 uh, Russian yards. Uh, so that wasn't that was a, a nice sort of discrepancy that the defense uh, created. This defense was dominating in the second half. There's there's no other way of saying it. If I'm misrepresenting the stats or not being clear in my messaging, let me be very clear. Uh, in saying this, the Alabama defense was dominating in the second half across all three levels. The defense has the, uh, this Alabama defense uh, truly has the opportunity to be uh, spectacular uh, and has the opportunity to uh, take this Alabama team uh, to great heights. It's capable of of carrying the team uh, into uh, the playoffs. Uh, Let's talk about some individual performances. Uh, like we do, Deontay Lawson was in on 12 tackles, uh, had a pass deflection. Uh, J- uh, Jaheed uh, Campbell uh, was in on 10 tackles, had a tackle for loss, and a fumble recovery return for a touchdown. Uh, that, ice, that effectively iced the game. That put Alabama up by two touchdowns. Uh, just a wave of exhale and uh, followed by a wave of inhale of cigar uh, smoke. It was glorious. Justin aoby had a phenomenal day. He was in on eight, eight tackles, uh, one and a half uh, TFLs. Uh, looks like he's rounding right back into that form right about the time he got injured last, uh, last year. Uh, and I've said this enough times and, and I repeat things just because when they carry a uh, gravity in my head, I just it keeps coming coming out on the podcast. But he was he was just about to just explode last season. I'm convinced of that when he uh, suffered his injury. And so if he comes back or when he comes back this, this season and gets back to that form and maybe he's rounding into that, uh, he has a chance to really uh, continue to make strong contributions across the offensive line. Jalen Key was in on seven tackles. Boy, we're so fortunate that he transferred uh, to Alabama. Uh, coming out of spring game, I – was questioning why would we uh, bringing this bring in these secondary players, and uh, you almost don't watch a game without uh, appreciating the contribution that Jalen Key is having, and Chris Braswell. You know I'd have to check the numbers, but he may well have had one of his best days uh, wearing crimson. He was in on four tackles. That's not a huge number, but in on four tackles, he had two sacks and he forced the fumble uh, that Campbell returned for a touchdown. Certainly, that uh, is a significant contribution. Uh, we talked about the, the two transfers uh, in the defensive backfield. Well, Trey Amos came on and played corner when Terry and Arnold went out uh, with uh, concussion symptoms. And so Trey Amos come, came in and uh, played phenomenal. Uh, if you weren't playing close attention, you wouldn't have noticed because there was no drop-off. We've seen teams kind of go at uh, Trey a little bit, and to the extent that uh, Tennessee uh, attempted that or was going to attempt that, the defense as a whole – uh, and certainly Trey in his individual performance uh, wouldn't allow it. Trey will be one of the starters at corner uh, next year. He'll start opposite Tarian, but uh, this week he stepped in for Tarian and played, um, I don't remember exactly when the injury occurred, uh, second quarter, and so uh, Trey, uh, Trey played a good half. Uh, or more of football. Uh, Terrian, again, uh, coach indicated uh, there were concussion symptoms, so he was in the protocols, not available as a result of that. All of those are the right answers, the right process. And uh, I, I suspect, uh, as coach suggested in the, in the um, uh, postgame presser, that uh, you know, he'll be cleared from the protocol in coming days. And with Alabama having a bye this week, uh, there's good timing uh, around that. You know this defense, and I sort of teased. Uh, I, I got looked at my notes, kind of out of order. But uh, you know this this defense has had lapses. The fourth quarter uh, against Texas, we could call that fatigue. We could call that a lapse. Uh, first quarter against Tennessee, certainly It uh, Didn't come out ready to play. Uh, the scripted plays that Tennessee had were spot on and worked to perfection. And the defense uh, adjustments just adjustments were made. Uh, Third quarter against Arkansas, defense had a lapse. uh, Some of that mental with uh, penalties committed. But this defense has the ingredients to be dominant. And uh, LSU coming up is going to be an incredible test uh, for this defense. But I'm bullish on this defense. And, again, I think this defense is capable of carrying this Alabama team into the playoffs. So that will be something that uh, we'll root for and certainly keep an eye on. Uh, Special teams. Let's talk about special teams, and we always lead off special teams uh, with Will Will Reichert. Uh, He was 2 of 2 on his field goals with a long of 50, and he had four uh, PATs. There's the Will Watch that uh, uh, will continue to track forward. Last week against Arkansas, uh, Will became the uh, all-time SEC career scoring leader and uh, coming out of uh saturday's uh saturday's game with tennessee will now needs 35 points to become the all-time leading scorer across all of ncaa wow which is pretty amazing and so i kind start to kind of break it down this way depending upon how the schedule plays out alabama will play between five and seven games uh, the rest of the way. Now five is a low number that suggests a ball game, but no playoffs uh, and no SEC championship. So six probably uh, is a low number. Six is probably the healthy number. And seven just says, hey, we're going to go to the SEC championship and we're going to go to the playoffs and we're going to play two games in the playoffs. And so between five and seven games are the, uh, are the number of contests that Alabama has remaining this season six is the good number to sort of pick and just because math sometimes is funny Riker needs 35 points and if you're playing between five and seven games well five times seven is 35 and so if you play five games you need to average seven and if you play seven games you need to average five Uh, like I said math is funny sometimes And so if Alabama, I I sort of look at it this way, and there's another way of breaking it out. And you say, well, if Alabama averages 27 points the rest of the way, how do you get to 27 points most logically? You do that with uh, three touchdowns, so three PATs and two field goals. And so that would get you to, uh, what's that, nine points a game. And so if if Alabama averages right at 27, that's going to allow Will to average right at nine, and he needs to average... You know between you know five and seven to get to the 35 and so uh the point there being he's well on the way or, or there's a high probability that he's going to hit uh hit that number and so that's going to be fun we're certainly rooting for it we say alabama averaging 27 points the rest of the way Well, you could say the the caliber of opponent will go up and while that's true uh, alabama right now is averaging 30 points so again all of this is within the the realm of reason Things still need to break his way, break our way. We want this to happen for him, Uh, but uh, something certainly to keep an eye on. So that'll be fun. Uh, James Burnup had five uh, punts. Five's a big number. I don't like that, but it speaks to the offense being very stagnant uh, to start the game. Uh, 218 yards, so an average of uh, 43.6. He did have a shorty in there, but he had two inside the 20 and a long of 52. So uh, we like Burnup. Uh, he certainly has progressed, and uh, look, he's not going to bang 50 every time, but uh, he had a long of 52, and again, he's well north of 40, and so that's where, that's where we like to be. Close to 45 is a real sort of sweet spot, and um, Burnup has is, is become very, very productive and, uh, and consistent, and so that's certainly something that, uh, that we enjoy. Kool-Aid is struggling at the punt returning i don't think there's any two ways to call it uh i saw where some people were speculating that he just has the yips uh that could be someone speculated oh is maybe lost a contact or something i don't buy that because he's so good in coverage uh that uh, uh and then you know it's sort of similar but different you know the ball's coming at you you got to make a play on it and so if it, you i think you would see a deficiency in his coverage uh, if it were a contact sort of issue. Uh, so there you have it, but, uh, he's certainly struggling. Uh, yep. Seems to me to make more sense. He's not getting to balls that I think that he could get to. He's not even trying, uh, to get to, to get to some of the balls. He's trying to keep people away. Uh, but, uh, the ball lands and it takes, uh, there are a couple times Saturday that the ball took a very generous Tennessee hop and, uh, would have been nice even if you, even just a fair catch it. Uh, to catch it and uh, possess the ball uh, as far upfield as possible, much less uh, much less with the return. Uh, I think Alabama misses JoJo Earl. I think if Earl were on the team, I think he would have stepped in, maybe from the jump, but certainly over the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, JoJo Earl would have jumped in and uh, started fielding punts. Uh, so. Um, who would have guessed that we would miss JoJo Earl? Uh, but, you know, it appears that we are. All right, let's go a little bit of administrative. Uh, we do uh, on our virtual tailgates, and I'll give you all the information if you're interested in joining our virtual tailgates. We sort of do a pick'em for the upcoming games, and Jono was our winner this week. He, uh, the final score of this game was was 34 to 20, and Jono predicted 31 of 20. Uh, 31 to 20, and so he's very close. He uh, uh, Just a field goal uh, difference there. So uh, way to go, Jono, and uh, Doug will get your uh, your gift out to you. Next week is a bye week, and I love the placement of the Alabama bye week. Uh, Saban has, has been very methodical in where he places the bye, and uh, I, I love it. Uh, it's eight games in, and so you play eight. So you've played essentially, uh, what is it? Two thirds or three fourths, three fourths of the schedule, uh, eight of twelve. When I get my mouth math right, you get two thirds, uh, of the schedule. Then you insert a buy, and you take that buy just before uh, the LSU game, and so you get healthy into that game because that's a big competitor in the West. We like to win the West, and so that's uh, oftentimes LSU is a roadblock there and so you get a, a, a good amount of the schedule in place so that you've sort of solidified your team identity, who you are, what you're trying to figure out. Now, there's always things you're working on, uh, but uh, you kind of solidify your team identity. You can't have a buy too early, and, uh, and then you have the buy just before uh, what oftentimes is the biggest game on the schedule, and you have an opportunity to get people healthy and get right. Uh, for that game. And it's a little bit of the home stretch. You have the the final uh, four games, uh, regular season games coming out of that. So uh, I I like the buy placement. And so Alabama has a bye. We kid, but you know, it's real. We got to win the bye. Uh, We need to take care of the team needs to take care of the things that they need to take care of Uh, their treatment. Uh, Let's not get in trouble. Let's not do anything stupid uh, uh, off a bye. We've seen it happen in the past, less so under Saban, but Uh, It still can happen. And so what we want for this Alabama team is to come out of the bye as healthy as we possibly can. And now, what does that mean? This team actually has an opportunity to be pretty dang healthy relative to there's no season-ending injuries that that we've uh, experienced of the regulars. Dalcourt uh, has a a shoulder injury, but he's sort of been wildly pipped in my mind. Uh, Tresman Marshall is rotated in and out at the uh, linebacker uh, position. I really like uh, uh, the Campbell kid. I think his uh, the Campbell has uh, more upside than than Trez does, uh, although I, I do like Trez. Uh, he's recovering from a rib injury. You can't play linebacker with a rib injury. And so this extra couple of weeks, he did not play Saturday against Tennessee. Uh, two more weeks uh, before LSU uh, might put him, you know, in a place where he's close to to ready to play. Uh, Terrence Ferguson, who stepped in at the guard position ahead of Jaden, uh, he's he's has sort of been just right there on the cusp of of being ready, uh, but Jaden continues to man the position partly because of his stellar play and partly because I just think we're we're bringing uh, uh, Ferg along slow uh, slowly. And so two more weeks probably gets him about ready. Uh, Malachi was dinged up, and Malachi said, "I'm not missing the Tennessee game," but he's been dinged up, and so giving him some time to get healthy, I think, is going to be good. In his post uh, post game uh, presser, he was asked about, "Hey, what what about this bye week? How, the timing of this bye week?" And boy, you could just tell by his expression, he he knew that he needed it, and uh, I'm certain the the team does uh as well and of course we had terry go down with a little bit of an injury you know was in the the concussion protocol and so two weeks should uh put him on pace to, to be ready to play point is this could be as healthy of an alabama team at this point in the season than we've seen in a number of years and so that bodes well uh for uh for this team so we'll see how that goes uh, we will have a, an interview with uh, LSU leading up to the LSU game, so we're certainly looking forward to that. Uh, but uh, after that, maybe we may have a week with, uh, without an episode. Again, we're just covering some administrative bases here, just because the bye week we, we may take one too. So that's how that will uh, that's how that will work out. Uh, LSU, Kentucky, UTC, UTC, and Auburn down the down the stretch. Uh, we're super super excited about that. Uh, Public thanks to the tailgate invitation. You know who you are. Uh, We had a phenomenal time, great time catching up. And uh, special thanks to uh, Sessions as well. That's always a fun place. And uh, the people you meet there, uh, certainly certainly a good time as well. In the meantime, what do we do? We roll tide. Thanks for listening to the Alabama Football Podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out. And let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just a shout out a Roll Tide. We are where you are. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, T-shirts, free roster downloads, and, of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the Tide. Got that, Coach? Of course. Roll Tide.